Hello, Eclecticasters. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Eclecticast. This is the Otter, Rafa speaking. And today I have another great conversation with my good friend and one of the reasonablists, if I can call him that, Mr. Cody Herring. We've been friends for a very long time and uh, we always have a great conversation. So enjoy. Have a, have a good day. I don't know why I'm ending this like it's a phone call. Um, well, I am talking on the phone. It's also confusing. Yo. What's up, buddy? What's up, bud? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for inviting me, man. How are you doing this yeah. morning? I'm doing good too, man. Uh, not too much. I had a job interview this morning, but other than that, just chilling. Good deal. We're at uh, Big Lots. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm thinking about applying to Costco, man. They just put out a thing saying, hey, if you guys are looking for uh, COVID-friendly hiring places, Costco and uh, some other yeah, uh, Big Lots, they're looking for someone to just do like the back end, like uh, taking the stuff off the truck. So I figured I, if I can get paid to work out <laughs> and not have to deal oh, with the Karens sure. of the world. Oh, man. Good move. Good move. <laughs> so uh, what you got lined up today for us, Rock? What's going on today on this fine Wednesday? I don't know, man. I, I, it's getting increasingly harder to talk about anything. And <laughs> so... I didn't have too much planned, but I mean, something always comes out of nothing with us. So, <laughs> yeah. What have what have you? I mean, what have you been experiencing? I'm in a completely different place than I was. It's getting very Chinese finger trappy, man. You cannot yeah. hold direction without, like fighting a hydra, hurting eight other directions. As soon as we get over one yeah, dude. hard exactly. obstacle, there's like two more that arise. Exactly. Yeah. But how you been yeah. holding it, man? I mean, yeah. uh, I know you were talking. We were talking the other day, like your stuff's about to, you know, uh, the benefits are about to expire. So you're looking for work and whatever draws your passions, and you've been trying to get in the guitar, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you nailed it, man. Usually, it's uh, you know, very rarely people our age will find jobs. Uh, typically for enjoyment usually it's like hey how can i survive what can i do to keep my head above water and i will kind of forego maybe some of you know our foundational purposes just because we need to feed ourselves right now and so i'm in a position where you know the uh, california unemployment was like a little gratuitous as far as how they just kind of dumped money into our pockets and you know i'm not gonna lie i was one of the people that said hey these are such good benefits what's the real juxtaposition here like why would I want to go back to work and especially driving limousines where I couldn't even do that you know no one's <laughs> no one's in a gung-ho hangout attitude right now anyway so yeah but uh you nailed it man on the 25th uh, as far as Newsom's concerned the that $600 a week is no more and so I'm going to be going from a little over four grand a month to about $900 a month which is a 20 like about a 25 percent drop right in my ballpark of living left, with 25% <laughs> left I should say uh income 
Yeah, right. And it's, it's definitely more, you know, it's more toward what I'm used to. I'll say that. It's, you know, it's not as heavy. So, yeah, I've been looking at music shops, uh, you know, looking around Jim's Music, Guitar Shop in Fountain Valley. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to pour on about me, but, uh, you know, I Whoa. also did just become single as of yesterday. What happened? So that's a developing story. If you don't want to talk about it, that's totally fine. But, I mean, you guys have been yeah. together for a while, right? It's. <sighs> yeah, it was three wow. years on the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just say, I'll sum it up real quick, man. It's just like, you know, the, the, the analogy about when you break porcelain, if you try to glue it back yeah. together, it'll be one piece, but it's not a cohesive unit. And I think that when you, when you are in a long enough relationship, there are enough side stories and enough roots that break off of roots that break off of roots that it's very easy for both people to always be right and wrong because of past positives and negatives. And so it's this almost never ending orchestra, you know, when the wind section speaks up, the brass section goes down and then, you know, you got percussion that goes up. And all I'm trying to say is that we, our levels were just way too wild. And, uh, you know, I got to the point where it just wasn't, uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't get the respect that I thought I could get. And, you know, we're just fighting over little stuff, and the quarantine's very tough. And um, you know, it's very, it's, it's I'm broken up. I'm very directionless. Right yeah, now. it's That's, it's been increasingly it's tough. Kind of I mean, nutshell, I, I, it, I entered a relationship at the beginning of the quarantine, and that lasted about two weeks. So, I, I mean, it's a terrible time to be, I guess, dependent on your relationships because everyone's having a mental, uh, it seems like everyone on some kind of spectrum is having a mental issue. I don't want to call it mental illness because <laughs> I don't, it's not, I don't think we can diagnose any of this yet, but there is this kind of, right. um, present traumatic stress. Is that, <laughs> is that a good word for it? You know, or are, are just freaking wow. out. I mean, over yeah, here, oh, like uh, one of my roommates, she works at Ralph's and we are out of coins, you know, and she's having people yell at her over like not getting two cents back, you know, like two pennies. I heard about that with the coins, man. That, that's outrageous. And uh, uh, present traumatic yeah, stress present disorder, <laughs> PTSD, <say>. but. <laughs> that was yeah 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 man that 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 uh man that's so good you know it's like um yeah obviously i mean everyone feels it there, there's there's a weight you know it's basically anyone can always talk about you know i mean with any friends family it seems like we just end up talking about politics the coronavirus black lives matter right. or the economy in some way you know and i think that i think that the forces of are doing a great job of knocking us the hell out you know it's a slobber knocker and we're, we're, we're on the ropes and they're, they're not they're not giving up anytime soon and they're rewriting you know a lot of history and, and schooling techniques and, and church techniques and they're rewriting all this during a pandemic which is the worst time to the only reason i've been thinking of that term uh, is because that was coined after vietnam and that was specifically because they were fighting an enemy that they can't see right so it puts this stress onto the mind of the soldiers of like not knowing when the next attack is going to come from kind of deal right like the guerrilla warfare and we've entered like this guerrilla pandemic where we don't like i mean you have stories of the bubonic plague coming up now you know like colorado a squirrel was diagnosed which was an interesting thing because my roommate when i told him that he was like who's out there like giving tests to squirrels <laughs> 
Oh, oh, well, I mean, we, well, you know, there's a whole department for that, but um, yeah, there was like, a, a, what was it? Well, you know, in, in Mount Charleston, in Vegas, man, the bubonic plague is is always rampant, and, and squirrels actually over there in Vegas. It's not. That's a, what I had thought too. I thought it was, it was like some medieval disease, all. but I looked it up, and there's 650 cases a year worldwide. Like this is something that's still around, and. What's interesting is, is like, what an interesting sure. time to bring that back into the dialogue. <laughs> well, let's not mention the giant African dust cloud and then all the locusts too, like the biblical sentencing that we've been. Yeah, the, in, the in India, like... outside the Taj Mahal, the locust problem got so bad that they had drones spraying pesticides and people were videoing the drones spraying stuff to try to fight the locusts. <laughs> It's pretty nuts. I mean, that is literally I, thank insane. goodness <laughs> that there's drones. I don't know if that's, yeah, if that's like, is it, can we opt, can be optimistic yes. about Go this? I don't boys. know, but it does seem like something. And then um, when is like the Red River is going to start flowing in the, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, I think, I, I guess last year, right? In Florida oh, wow. With that All right. One well, I guess we're behind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, that's what I'm saying, man. They can't. You you could spend every second of every day on your iPhone or your laptop and still miss seven headlines. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore, man. It's so circling of the drain, and I and it sucks, man. Because I've through you know the last decade of decline, I've tried to not be the pessimist or listen to my peers, raw raw bullshit. America sucks, you know, because I don't buy that. You know, there's a lot more to that, and. Uh, we are having a troubled time, you know, I'm not naive, uh, but man, dude, it, 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 the strongest people I know have this sense that we're all circling the drain. And when we're all feeling that way, there's no collective bargain, or I'm sorry, no collective uh, mindset to, you know, go get them, you know what I mean? Or, you know, the 1945, like we can win this thing. Like that is so out the fucking window, man. And it's like, it's really heartbreaking, dude. You know, considering how hard everyone had to work, you know, up until 100 years ago when we had, like, electricity and modern luxury and hospitalizations and shit like this and going a little bit on a tirade, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been also trying to be more optimistic, <laughs> and if I can't take a political stance, I guess I have to find a different stance to rally behind, and then for me, it's this whole third industrial revolution thing that's going on, which is, like, solar and, you know, making the world more sustainable, uh, which could... I think ease a lot of the issues that we're fighting over maybe <laughs> you know and i think that if we could eliminate certain resources as um reasons to wage war right if there's if we can reduce our carbon footprint and there's no more reason to go over there for oil or for whatever then you know maybe we can stop some of the bickering and some of the i don't know divide and conquer crap but if everyone had a, a access to their own food, their own electricity, their own uh, reliable water, and they were more self-dependent, efficient people, then would we be really fighting over uh, class warfare, or, uh, income inequality, and all this stuff, right? Oh, of course. That's why. That's why our propped-up system. It just, you know, it's a, it's a shell. You know, you become an 18-year-old, and then you start learning how to live life. That's what I'm pretty convinced of. Unless you've had a rough childhood, and then you had to kind of, 
you know, bend the timeline of maturity for yourself. And then, then you're a little bit more propped up. But even then, man, it doesn't mean, you know, the first thing about taxes, that doesn't mean, you know, the first thing about mortgages, that doesn't mean, you know, the first thing about even turning a goddamn hex wrench, you know, it, it, it doesn't add up to that. And honestly, I, I don't think they want you to know that, you know, it's just like, William Randolph Hearst, you know, and putting that whole, you know, the the linchpin on on the <clears throat> hemp and, and calling cannabis marijuana and turning it into this whole advertising movement. It's like, why would you do that, man? You can make anything from from really sweet fabric material for cool shirts and set all the way to dynamite and soap with that stuff. Like, it's incredible. But you know what? It's Profit. not about yeah. progress. It's about capital gains. Capital gains, brother. Dumb them down, feed them, you know what I mean? Like the soil and green thing, you know, just give them. Yeah, it, pretty much the brave new world thing, where it's just like, yeah, we'll 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 have we'll we'll make them, uh, we'll breed them by class, and then we'll just make them cognitively happy about the position that they're at. So like, if you're like the working class, like they pretty much give you all the stuff that you need to not be able to see what's going on around you, and to be able to be so, uh, I guess, pharmaceutically happy that you don't <laughs> you don't even think about wanting to progress forward yeah man and think of the new manipulation you know there's a new geometrical dimension to that now with the covid and with the blm and it's like in one sentence it's easy to say black lives matter and racism is systemic from whites that's an easy sentence though but like <laughs> it's like it's kind of like well i just said like a million times um it reminds me of the video you sent me of uh, Brett Weinstein, and they had a really uh, logical two-hour discussion. It was not one even white black guests, but like yeah, intellectuals, exactly. Guests, man. People that are prominent in their community doing work on these things. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they're they're all yes, yes. They're published authors, or they're, they're already in media, and and a lot of people respect their tune. You know, like a Mark Twain character, not so much as like the modern caricatures that become famous nowadays. And so they're there talking about really poignant, you know, uh, bullet points. I mean, some people say we should get reparations in, you know, an, another educated black man is disagreeing with this black woman saying, no, we don't. And they're breaking down their own opinion. And I was just like, I was so glad that someone is just not saying you're white, you suck. Your business is closed. You're dumb. Your school's open. You're an idiot. Vote for Trump or you're dead. Like, there's just all this, just, just so one-sidedness. And then I heard these people really breaking down the architecture of where we're at right now. And it, it was so beautifully compiled. The issue is, is that it's not flashy, man. You can't put this kind of shit in a GIF and learn. You can only bring disparaging, stone-chipping, destructive things quickly. I, I don't see uh raw raw celebration of our fellow man in in 140 characters dude it's only destruction and and i'll end on this uh my, my tirade man it's like every time i see in the news something black something brown asian you know white fought this guy black a cop any combination of two different races you know what i think dude i want to grab you as one of my brazilian brothers i want to you know grab one of my like my black friends my mexican friends i want to hold everyone closer and say get the tv out of here we'll start a fire and we'll just cook hot dogs and we'll all be fucking fine without you telling us that we're all animals because i know this man and i know this woman it's all garbage rough and it, it's so 
so toxic, man. It's so heavy. It's a black tar. I've just never seen anything and, good uh, come out of playing up guilt. You know, like I've never seen uh, people using guilt as a leverage to progress as a as a good tool. It, it just it kind of brings things down. And what I loved about <laughs> and what I loved about that, and that's why I sent that vid- that podcast to you, was because what I noticed when I saw these people interacting with each other, there was no guilt or shame being put into the conversation whatsoever. They were literally addressing the points point for point and coming from the sides of not only their own culture, but trying to assimilate themselves with the culture of this great nation that we are in, right? Which have provided us to get to a point where we can even have these discussions. Because if it was the 60s, it would be very hard for you to do that as a white person to bring these people on board to kind of voice this message. So now that we're in a, in a, in a state where we can do that, and we're focusing on the negative aspects right. of something that... I mean, one of the guy, I forget his name off the top of my head, but one of the fellows that was in that, that broadcast, he was simply calling out, he's like, as a black man, like, I don't believe that systematically, like, it's as racist as people are pointing it out to be. I, use, I think they're using that as a crutch, you know, and it does seem like an anarchist movement using this as a way to infiltrate something to progress their dialogue, but not, they're not going to care about everybody at the end of this you know what i mean like they just want to dismantle the system so that they can be in control and get these rich people out of you know office or whatever and my is i'm so it scares me to see people like like you said just now like any race to be exploited for another agenda or like political gain theory and that's not right and i think that people within the black lives matter movement until they see it themselves are going to have an even bigger fight getting out of that mentality when they're being and and this is all just speculation of course but if they are being used or exploited as a movement for another movement to gain more traction in this country then like that right there is uh contradicting to what they're saying these people are fighting with them for this like allyship right it's 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 like too obvious though it's like um like they're tearing down Grover Washington, you know, and other prominent black male figures throughout the history have done great things for the country. Why are they spray painting graffitiing that? Where is your logic if I can tear down Robert E. Lee, which by the way, obviously, and maybe it's not obvious, I wouldn't agree with him, and I think they should be taken down. But they should not be ripped down in collection, all unit all in unity. And why would you want to tear down Mount Rushmore? Why would you want to tear down actual presidents while in the time they did do racist sure. things? I am not even pretending they were not monsters in some fashion. But go through it like we do. Have it put to bill. It's a paper. It's a prop. But it doesn't mean we can just we jump, just around, jump as around as we feel. And that's how it feels. It feels there's it's so chaotic that everyone's taking and grabbing, and it's like you can't explain it. Oh, you're cutting out, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. It's hey, clear. what's up? <laughs> All right, what were you saying though? So, uh, yeah, are you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, I don't know how to categorize the different races that are being torn down. Yeah, I, I, I don't even agree with all the white 
uh, things being torn down, um, you know, so aggressively. But being a white person saying like, okay, why are you tearing down Native American statues? Why are you disrupting black uh, celebration? Like, you're like, where is your logic, you know? And it's just, it's crickets. It's crickets. And then, but they keep going though, Roth. You know what I mean? Like people are doing without really knowing and it's totally cool. And now these people are turning into adults and now they have power and now they're in, I think that like this whole generation rushed into adulthood you know, we skimped over it, and yeah. it's like now we're calling the shots as the boomers are getting, you know, replaced. And I think it's just scary that like this is our acceleration, you know. And like I don't know, it, it's I didn't like, see the video, uh, but I've been reading Brett up on it because were I. Uh, and then you have something so polar. There was there was something that Brett Weinstein. I, I don't know if it was exactly him. I don't want to misquote anyone on this one, but that um, there's been in the very beginning of the BLM movement years ago before all this stuff before its resurgence now um that it was a very anti-semitic movement because it declared that the state of israel is a terrorist nation so in the anti-semitism of this what's interesting is that nick cannon on this show is speaking with someone who the person who he is speaking with says that like the words like you know anti-semitic is not it shouldn't belong to the white people because blacks are you know and it it, to me that's so odd because it's like so you're gonna you're gonna completely ignore the entire history of world war ii to claim that you want to have the word semi back because you believe that it belongs to black people rather than to white people who were jewish and oppressed by (laughs) a world leader who killed six million of them within a few years so that to me right there goes to show you that like it isn't all lives matter in the sense of black people matter just as much as everybody else and we should be able to include you know be all inclusive it's saying no we want the power we want the power you guys have had it we want something to ourselves like you have had and we're going to dismantle the system and take it back and then you know it's just like i'm not okay with anyone killing anyone and that's my middle of the road no nonsense pacifism speaking if if it were white people saying that you know um <laughs> all all these people need to you know they're all racist and whatever blah 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 like i would and they deserve to go this place or that place or do this or that like that's wrong just as much as another race saying that another race should do that whether you're jewish whether you're brazilian whether you're white whether you're whatever it comes from man like it, it there's no i have zero tolerance i guess for uh, dismantling any group in order for your own political gains to be more powerful than any other group like that to me is like the lesser of two evils like we've spoken before about like hillary versus trump like one is not better than the other and i i would not rather be part of the alt-right than be part of antifa or whatever like both of them to me are radical extreme and i don't want anything to do with it <laughs> that's just the bottom line And the the fr- the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah, thing. Not, uh, I don't know about ro- that. <laughs> they're each not rooted in very many facts, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, I don't know either, man. But yeah, the Nick Cannon thing just blew me away, and I read a few articles, and then recently I watched the video, and it's like, um, yeah, 
why, dude? Like, I know you from the 90s dating Mariah Carey and holding a fucking uh, Nickelodeon microphone with slime. Like, why are you giving... Why are you attempting educated multi... Like, it's too it's too hot, bro. This lasagna is too hot. Get it out of your mouth. Like, this isn't your fucking battleground. Like, I wouldn't... That's why I even am hesitant to even talk, like, to you, Ralph, you know? And, like... Because, I mean, in, in the grand scheme, who the hell am I, really? You know? I'm... I'm I feel like I'm a type of Nick Cannon, even though he's a millionaire and he's done X, Y, Z. We have the same respect in the political theater, bro. You know what I mean? I could say the same thing that he says, and it should hold the same weight. So why is he saying stuff like that? And then to go even further, not even being about black or white people, but to have such a psychotic view well, of Well, like, I honestly think that it's know, just because he's an influencer, man. Like I don't, and I don't in an age where, let's say, like, like he's using this term, right? So, like, now Viacom's on the wrong side of history. So, it's just, like, you're using this as, like, I think that I am so superiority, su- superiorly morality, morality rightness that I get to say whatever I want because I have the support of the movement. But look, this is a great example to show that no matter what color skin you have, like if you say something insensitive, the cancel culture mob is going to come at you too. And that may not be from your movement, but from the other side, like the companies are saying, we're not going to support this kind of rhetoric on anything that we uh, represent. So sorry, dude, but we're letting you go. And that's just like, and if he can't accept the consequences of that, then what is it to say that these people on the other side have to face the consequences of their cancel culture? Yeah. That's what's insane to me. So it's like, oh, well, because this now, like you said some really crazy ass shit on a huge platform that a lot of people listen to you because they've been your fans since Wild and Out or since Nickelodeon or whatever. And so you have the ear of a generation and you're going to use that platform to take down Jewish people. Well, you know that the industry uh, t- is primarily, you know, Jewish people like the, the Harvey Weinsteins. Look at where cancel culture began. It began with the Me Too movement, which was predominantly funded by Facebook to, uh, you know, help people uh, yep. accuse, you know, and bring to light these issues. And it was like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey, right? White dudes, Jewish dudes. <laughs> and now you have a black guy on a, a, a national platform saying like, yeah, like screw the Jews. Uh, dude, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> and so I just, I, I think that it, this is going to be something really interesting to watch play out because it's a completely different version so of the same you. thing happening on the opposite side. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's even if he is an influencer and even if he has it, it's like, I don't know, man, you can equate Nick Cannon to being like, imagine if he was a really famous children's book author and he's got the ear of a generation for 25 years. And then he's like, by the way, let's go on a tirade about white people and how they're animal savages compared to black people because of the pigment of their skin. It's like, okay, child book author. Okay. Nickelodeon host who the, flying fuck are you dude why and why would you even like to even jump into the political arena is even one thing but to take such a wild narrative it's like you are hand stamping your death certificate right now brother like this is insane that you're doing this to yourself and to everyone else and that's why i think that's why i don't say anything on facebook bro i'm not here to muddy the water everyone has their opinion everyone's got a little that the dad they gotta say and the thing is is that ralph this is huge man so of course people want to say this because they're on they're sitting at their 
blinking cursor and they have the opportunity to say whatever they want to all hundreds of their friends anytime. So of course, I'm going to be guilty. I'm going to say something once in a while. Everyone will to some degree, but I just can't stand my friends that I see that pile on and pile on and pile on, especially if they're extreme left or extreme right. And I'm like, you guys are not helping the conversation. I don't, I don't side with you anymore from this. I, I honestly am more distant from you from this. Your, your content is very lackluster. Uh, the frequency in which you post subpar content is way too often. You know what I mean? And it's like, hit them with one sentence once in a while and make them think. And just get the fuck out of there, man. Stop muddying the waters. Too much noise. Too, way too much splashing. In and the I guess to go back to your point of like, you know, you saying that, like, you know, you don't want to voice on, uh, on Facebook or even like voice. having these conversations kind of makes you a little bit uneasy. The thing is, man, is that like we... I believe in we the people and you and I are we the people, man. I'm not on any high platform. Uh, I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. And that's why I feel like it's most important, right? Is just simply because like it's, this is about us, man. It's not about them anymore. It's, I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care about what it is. Someone at some point, and we've seen this throughout history, needs to stand up to the mob, dude. And I think in these conversations in a little bit, we are doing the exact same thing of like throwing it out there, letting it sit and speaking up and right. doing something about it. Because um, if I don't know, if, if, if you can't be silent because that's uh, what it's being complicit to the enemy, then it's like, all right, well, then to be silent in a, a different way, be silent in the state, I, I hear you. but to be in the middle and just trying to figure it out and helping other people who are having same questions or thoughts or um, even uneasiness to be like, okay, so you can have a dialect discourse about certain things and not have to disagree. Even if you do disagree, like you could still be friends with people. You could still love them. Uh, you could still act accordingly. You know, uh, I agree with you, bro, 100%. 100%. Um, the only the only little difference between what I was trying to say was that um, mm -hmm. I, I, I probably like you, we have very high standards for quality content. Um, you know, there's a lot of nuance. Okay, great. Comedy, uh, news, political. Okay, great. Now, that being said, bro, I, I don't care if someone has 7 million YouTube followers or like you and they have 70 or 170. It's all the same to me. I want to be the 85, 90% tier or better. Like I really want to bring some new facts. I want people to think, and you know, I don't know who's listening to this or who will be listening to this, you know, and some people might think this guy's a little cheesy. That would kill me. You know, if someone, this is playing, this, this podcast is playing in three different countries right platform, now. Rob, it's and not, it's, it's mostly Europe. It's Germany, Norway, and U S and it's most of the viewers, your listeners are coming from out. And I, I think that's really interesting too. So if you're listening from those countries, hello, <laughs> uh, but um, I, and I think that it's maybe because these are the outlets where you can hear yeah, a middle stance Thanks rather than in. going on to Facebook or and you see both of the extreme left, extreme right. So I don't know, man. It, it's it's hard, but I I feel sitting around doing nothing isn't going to help man, either. I so I, I just uh, you're right. It's not about being right. It's not about being right you at all. You are more right than I am. By, by spades. I, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> the lower, like, hide in your cupboard kind of route. What? <laughs> I know, bro. I know. It's, I'm just saying, I guess your viewpoint 
is a, a more wholesome one. And I, I like yours better, even though I operate to mine this way. I think you are, you're, you're right. You need to stand up and you need to say, and you know what, maybe you might sound a little silly. It might not be the cleanest production. That's true. But you know what? I think you and I have the right heart and I think we, we say the right things. And I, you and I generally care for the people of the earth. You know, I, I would be very shocked to believe you wanted to annex any one group uh, for any reason. Like I, I when it makes sense with how I know you to be. So yeah, you know, people are listening in Europe and they're wondering about the dumpster fire that is America. I, I, you know, it's just like Hong Kong, you know, there are people there who do believe and there are people who will fight and they, it's not all hope is lost. And we, there are, we are here. Yeah, I'm team people, and, man. Uh, we all want the same thing. It's, it's not we want to be able to have happy, successful lives with our loved you know, ones. And, we want, and we want that's pretty much what yeah. I'm fighting for, not for necessarily the United States or any flag or division of border. But I just believe that um, uh, it takes a village and... Uh, the only way we're going to get there is together. And I, I think that the more um, we let ourselves sit idly by, the more we are susceptible to not believing in hope or that thing, you know? But I believe that in having conversations, we challenge each other in our stances to produce a better argument. And by producing a better argument, as we go along, we're finally going to get closer and closer to a compromise. And that's why I try to talk to as many people as I can about whatever I can and whatever they're interested in, because not only does it challenge me and my thoughts and where I stand firmly, but um, it makes me have to go home and reevaluate and do my homework. And I guess, yeah, I'm uneasy too. Like I said, in the beginning of this conversation, it's getting harder and harder to talk about anything because it could be so easily misunderstood and taken down completely, you know, side road that I never planned on embarking on. But, I would rather do that now when there is less risks, right, um, than being a Nick Cannon and be able to go down that side road and see how people are going to take me down it. So that way, when I do get to a better and a more established, or if I if I ever do, um, I can be able to deal with the dialectic a little bit better. Well, you're just sharpening your your blade. You know, you're always you're always doing that, man. But yeah, it's uh, uh man, just uh, what were you saying about being uneasy to, about talking to people about offending? Yeah, you know, I mean, I personally, I mean, you we all know if we're hanging out at a concert or a, a comedy club and we're hanging out and drinking, like we're gonna talk a lot different than we will on here. Although, I'll tell you this much, bro, there is only so much me that I'm gonna curb and put on the shelf. Um, and it's okay. I'm not, a, I'm not here to, to, to slay, you know, and, and hurt people. So I, I, people will see that, but I'm, I'm a rougher cut East County, Las Vegas native, you know, and like, I have this, the city cut to me, but I'm a real sweet guy, you know, and I mean, well, and I will, I will shelve some of my language and some of my thoughts because I am a people person, but at a certain point, bro, I'm all about logics and I'm all about common sense. And if you don't have that yeah. and you want to step to me about a bad conversation, exactly. dude, you're getting into the wrong octagon because I'm going to break you down with logic and it's not going to be a good place. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I, I think, I think you're spot on, man, with that. It's just, I just wish people would sell out less, man. I wish there was more just complete crusaders, man. I think that that's how it's going to be taken back. It's not, 
everyone in the herd mentality it's like okay well that worked let's take a little bit more away and like okay wow they really didn't they were not stimulated by this uh you know this uh theft you know whatever constitutional theft and they take pieces man and the thing is is that we're in an era that the level of acceleration you know the compounding interest if you can call it their ability Mm -hmm. to control us is like way high you know and every day is like everyday progress is like what it would have taken a few weeks in the 50s or 60s or 70s you know like they're just jumping and jumping jumping well yeah i mean but then you back then you would have to actually get in front of a tv screen for them to program right tv programming (laughs) so now we have we carry it in our pockets so it's instant like it it sends you a notification every time you get news updates (laughs) um but i i think that check one two um yeah i'm here do you hear me Yeah, and that has its own that has its own benefits. Can you hear me? Some of the some of the stuff I can't even, I can't even hear this stuff right now. Yeah. Yes, I can. All I right. Can hear uh, you. Can you hear what me? I was gonna say is that um, there's this one guy, uh, Jared. Uh, I think his last name is Rankin, and he did a talk on like the third industrial revolution and his plan, pretty much that he's been giving to people like at Google. Um, to the Prime Minister of Germany, and it's called Smarty U, which is uh, pretty much using logistics and creating buildings to be our energy power cells um, for like self-sustainable. And something that one of the people, because it's a Q&A after, and someone asks like, well, there's so many of these companies that have good products, but end up selling out. So how do you deal with that? And like, what would you, what would you suggest? And he said with the most, sincere smile on his face don't fucking sell out that's on you like you know like if you are concerned with you know people trying to buy you up or sell you out or change then like hold your ground and be confident and say no i won't sell out like uh, a perfect example is netflix right netflix thought they would never be able to beat out blockbuster and uh, they even offered their product to blockbuster to purchase and Blockbuster didn't take it seriously, and now Blockbuster is out of, <laughs> out of commission. I mean, Netflix didn't sell out. They decided to stay firm and not give up. And then, you know, the, the, the shift changed and towards their tide. So I think that it's like you said, the people who are willing to be um, outspoken right. and to stand up to the mob, like it's just not about selling out and to being true. And I mean, we we we, uh, we romanticize these figures. I mean, look at the Buddha, look at Jesus, look at all these people who stood up and were defiant to the status quo and said, look, we're all love, we're all free, we're all humans, we all want the same thing. And those people used to get shot. John Lennon, you know, they get killed, right? But I don't know, how how beautiful would it be to be so right that they have to take you out in order to suppress the information that you have? Like, in a sense that... Uh, what if Martin Luther King had given up? What if he had sold out? You know, what if he had uh, not done what he did? I don't know. It, it, I just feel that, and I don't know. He wasn't predominantly somebody. 
he wasn't like on TV all the time. He wasn't famous, so to speak. What made him famous was his act of defiance that stood out. Yeah, but I mean, were the ugliest uh, compliment you like, could give I don't know. to the movement. So obviously doing something right to where you got we revere these people them, now you know, but like, they were hated a beautiful compliment they were hated really back then i mean you know, martin luther was like one of the most considered one of the most dangerous dudes in america that's why you can't use the dude that's so crazy you can't that's why you can't use the uh society state as your basis for morality it's inherent it's <laughs> dude people know bro you know what's right you know what's wrong don't look on the fucking tv and say oh but cnn said today this is different i'm shifting my morals you're not a normal human bro you know to take care of animals and children and women you know xyz yeah you're not you're not a complete pig you know basics brother don't do that don't run people over push them to the side maybe with your car yeah you got to get through but don't kill an individual bro and then at the same time don't pull someone out of their big rig and kill them or beat the shit out of them don't do that It has nothing to do <laughs> with progressing where a black man or woman stands in society there's no link and it's it's good, man. I'm glad that you do this podcast, bro. I, I hope that there <laughs> is at least one person in Germany, like, just cleaning their room, just like, wow, these dudes are fucking... Hey, There's I mean, if they keep tuning America, in, there must be something going on, right? Dude, speaking of Germany, uh, have you heard of the German Rambo? Dude, I see the numbers <laughs> going up. Mm-hmm. So right now, I saw, I read this article yesterday that there was this homeless guy oh, who, like... No, no, I haven't bought combat gear. I don't know how he managed to get it, but he's been holding out in a, a part of the woods, and they've been going every in every day to try to find him. And he's just like murdering <laughs> these cops, dude. He's like he's like guerrilla warfare. He's a one man army out there, suited up in combat gear and just taking on the force, man. It it was honestly it was it, oh, wow. it was kind of a chuckle to me like it made me laugh a little bit reading it just the way that it was all phrased you know like the on the hunt for the german rambo and you have like these these photos of these cops all like coming in from different angles into a forest like not knowing what they're about to go into and it's just like wow man this is a really interesting time <laughs> I mean, they can't catch the guy, so, yeah, like, <laughs> until they do, I mean, how do you know what this guy's really up to or what he's, you know, what he's all about? I have no idea. But on, how did they, like, I, I wonder how they got attention of this guy running around doing stuff, you know? And they're like, all right, got to go find this guy. Well, maybe it's not like the woods, like in Oregon, but maybe it's like ah, the woods, okay. you know, like in Nevada or Arizona, you know, that they're touch and go woods. And so like, there's still, there's still commerce and activity. Yeah. It's not dense square miles. Go fuck yourself. You're never going to be able to see anything in there. No, it's not like that. It's not a Stephen King for it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, but I, I don't know ge- geographically when I was reading this all, you know, so I don't know. German Rambo. Thank you for telling me about that. <laughs> 
No, I was just saying, I don't know the geographical area. Like, I mean, by the name, like, I didn't really, like, look into Sorry, it too much. No, go ahead. <laughs> but I thought it was really whimsical and kind of interesting that this uh, this one-man army homeless guy is being referred to as the German Rambo. <laughs> Did they draw first blood? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. They're like... I don't know, and I want to see this guy. I want to—is he actually like a right. Stallone-looking dude, or it's like Demolition like a, Man? You ever heard that story? The guy that reinforced his—he uh, was like a, a repair. He was like a construction guy or whatever, and then uh, they they closed down the road. They like paved through the road so that people can't get to him. And so this was in like Colorado. And so what he did is he made a, like a, he bulletproofed all the sides of his like bulldozer and he like went into town and just wrecked everything and then like killed himself by exploding himself with a grenade. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they, I mean, they, fi- they finally busted oh, down the God, thing that he was in and he had caused enough point. damage to do yeah, some good, yeah. like some real damage in the town. And then he knew that he was going to get in a lot of trouble. So he just suicided himself, which is like, whoa, dude, that's freaking crazy. Like the, the one man's vendetta <laughs> is a gnarly instance. Hello? Or the guy who flew his uh, like little uh-huh. Cessna plane into the IRS building. I don't know. I'm still here. I don't know if you... About what? I don't know if you know about that. Okay. Did you, did you hear about that? There's, I don't know what it is, man. You, you guys can look it up. But basically the bullet point thing, there is a guy who got screwed over in his taxes as a business in some of some of the flyover states in the United States. And uh, he Kansas or somewhere, right? Oklahoma. And he... Uh, he just it's a long story bro it's like a couple of decades of problems with his wife and business and like his business 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 they keep hounding him hounding him it's obvious they're hounding him and so he snaps he writes a manifesto and then what he does is he uh takes his he's a pilot too even though he's a business owner he flies like a really small single prop turbo prop cessna you know maybe it's, a, it's like an eighty thousand dollar plane maybe and he flies it like right into the IRS headquarters in Kansas City or Oklahoma or Tulsa, wherever he's at, and just like burned part of the building and you know blew a bunch of shit up. And it's crazy. The only person who got hurt wow. or died was the guy who was the pilot. No one else got hurt. But he flew a plane into a building, my guy. You know, like he was so fed up. He's yeah, like, see, yeah, that, that's even that's even do. nuts too, because it's like, you know, like. A movement is is one thing, but like a one man militia or like you know like a one man army kind of deal is really interesting. Like their whole Rambo idea. Yeah, or the uh, what is that? The um, I think I've seen it. Michael Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down. Have not. You have or have not. Oh man, it's uh, if if you if you're into like uh, pulp fiction, that level of cult classics, man, falling down is an absolute must. It's uh, the quickest synopsis I can give you is just a straight edge, do right by life, follow the rules kind of guy, and you just see him snap throughout an average Tuesday day in Los Angeles and how he interacts with people while his. Oh, he's okay, snapping. like the psycho like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's cool. I have to check wrong. that out. That's actually, 
<laughs> dude, you, you, it's a must. It's, Hell yeah. It's like Taxi um, Driver, dude. Like, you just have to see it. What was I going to say? Uh, I was talking to, to Zach yesterday, and he was telling me that they're now thinking about going into meteors and mining meteors for goods that we can't get on the Earth anymore. As someone who's worked in aerospace engineering, what do you think the likelihood of us being able to do that and be able to stay on this rock a little bit longer? Ooh, rough. I don't know. Rough, rough, rough. What can I say about that, man? Is it? That's a that's a lo- that's a loaded biscuit, man. That's that's a lo- that's a lot. Yeah, it's there's so many variables. Um, I would hmm. say longer than shorter, just to just to get an answer out there. It's gonna take definitely longer than shorter, uh, because there is no technical up in space you actually get to decide which direction fuck is yeah i need a up. minute for that <laughs> so let that just set in there is no that. up <laughs> there is no such thing as this direction yeah you have to decide what that is and then you create <laughs> the field where the meteor is screaming through the vacuum of space Cool. So, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that pretty we're, much sums it up. That's really what I wanted that. to know. I was like, how far away are we from that? Because he was saying <laughs> it. It sounded really helpful when he said it. But with your realist perspective, I now think <laughs> where we really stand. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I worked in aerospace for a few years. Um, I d- definitely no fucking... I'm not, I'm not here calling any shots. But I, I would say my modest take on it would be a few decades. Uh, now, are they going to get like a probe on there in a couple of years? Or are they going to do some successful tests? I think so. I think that the, the next five years or ten years in tests are going to be really big. But as far as accomplishing that kind of goal, I think that there's like between the first testing and then the first extractions are going to be a significant leap. And uh, yeah, that's all I'd have to say about that. That's cool, though, man. I could, I could see that. You know, I miss the, I miss the old 1966 uh, fuzz face germa- germanium fuzz pedals that Jimi Hendrix used to. Yeah, use. that's so one cool way to look. More germanium <laughs> yeah. to build more pedals. That uh, awesome. That's awesome. What? Uh, I just wanted to pick your brain about <laughs> one more thing. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, do you have any opinions on what's happened with in, in that whole sector for the last uh, few weeks? I guess. Since last oh, um, yeah. I heard that he. Um, you know what? The only thing I know about Musk lately, bro, is that I know that his uh, like his entire wealth four thousand percent increased by like yeah. some absurd percent, and now he that's how much is that how much his, is that how much it went up? Yeah, so now he slapped dab in between the two creators of uh, Google for the richest man. Wow. Uh, well, I was just so, curious because um, he partnering up with trump so and then they did all those you know like sending people to the space station they want to put a moon base up there i mean right now he's out there in the ocean with a drone like a drone dock thing that just floats out there by itself and it navigates with the spaceship coming back down and they both like the spaceship lands on a drone in the middle of the ocean that works by itself I think he's great, man. If there was any super rich, super smart, Tony Stark, fucking, you know, Bruce Wayne style guy in life, A, everyone knows it's fucking Elon Musk, and B, I would rather have him working with Trump and his psychotic administration because I can see him saying, 
yeah, but a it. lot to Trump and not yeah, actually presenting some it. science and going, no, 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 we can't actually do that. <laughs> and I see Trump looking at Musk and being like, okay, because he he always tells like hey, the best, the best, the best, dude. You know, like what is he gonna say to Elon Musk about safe travel? But then again, he does diss on Fauci about the health of coronavirus. So I, I guess he. He's unpredictable. I don't need to say that out loud for the world to listen to. But uh, Musk, good, good guy. I always liked Musk. He's smart, obviously, and he's good. And I'm glad he has that much more money, man. I hope that all of his programs become four thousand. Yeah, Starlink and SpaceX and all that stuff is really cool. Um, I was, I was most fascinated, I guess, is because he made a tweet that sent people ablaze. And um, he, uh, he, he wrote it just this is all he wrote was take the red pill. <laughs> the matrix terminology oh, yeah, of you know like go down that. the rabbit hole like check it out like see what's really fucking going on like take the red pill you know so i was just curious what you thought about mr musk in the in the pandemic light and what he's doing to kind of push people into a better direction as far as thinking about the world and the problems that we have here I hardly have a negative criticism about him, man. He says some some wacky stuff online. You know, he's, he, he puts some people in trouble with trading and, and giving people false hopes with money. That's a little weird. Uh, but, dude, you cannot deny his genius. And, you know, now his, his cash flow is ridiculous. It, it already was, but now it's just unwieldy. And so I hope that he... Hope he just hauls ass, you know. Not not to beat uh, Blue Origin and Jeff Bezos, you know the whole Amazon rocket thing he's got going on. I, I hope they both do ex, ex, you know, explode with success. But uh, yeah, Musk's good. Musk's good. He's gonna do good stuff for us, and uh, he I think he's got the morality and the brains and the money. And usually you have to divide that among people, and that's where you have problems. So I, I think he's a uh, I think he's a, a national yeah. treasure uh, possibly. It's weird. I think the weirdest part about Musk is that we don't have more Elon Musk types out there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, those are some of the thoughts that have been rattling around in my head last couple of days. Um, I haven't really been doing too much but just trying to be observant and watch as things come in and trying to verify and fact check all the stuff that are pu- being posted as far as memes go because like the there was that um, what was it Hitler in 1933 hired Herman whatever and they defunded the police that way the, the, br- the brown coats could go in and like kill people and help him get elected and I actually fact checked that and that's not accurate at all. So it's like these weird things that people are using to push certain ideologies to kind of help either side is like very um, uh, alarming, I guess is the right word. Yeah, the skewed the skewed meme rate yeah. right now is through the roof. There has never been so much misinformation and such to a wide degree packed into memes right now, which, you know, it just adds, it just adds, man. That's what I'm saying, man. People just sharing and sharing and sharing, just slapping and blapping in the water, thinking they're doing something and they're just honestly making Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but uh, we've got about an hour in. I feel like this is a good stopping point before we get too <laughs> ahead of ourselves and end up with an hour and a half of recording and we lose them right here. Um, I love you, bud. I hope uh, I hope right. everything works out, and I hope you can find a guitar job. Uh, good luck on the the job hunting. Definitely go talk to Anson, man. Anson Ditt over at the Guitar Doctor. That guy's a whiz kid when it comes to guitars. I looked him He's up, in the bro. shop. I, I saw videos of him posting it today. I would just go by there and knock and ask for him. 
They're close to the public. Oh, okay. they're, they're not taking any oh, wow, guitars right. in right now because they just have such a huge caseload. I see. So that's what yeah. They're taking a break to get caught up. All right. In the sense of not taking any more in, so that we can catch up on the products they already have. But I'm pretty sure if you go knock on the door, he is there. And if he's if he's not, um, I'll send you his phone number, dude. I'll send you his phone number when we get off here, and then you can call him. Killer man, thank you, and love you too, bro. Thanks for doing this podcast, and thanks for inviting me, and, and keep uh, keep spreading this message, man, on, on any level. It's uh, I think I think some people anywhere in the planet. Always a pleasure to talk to you. You're one of the most reasonable people I know, and uh, we can talk about anything. And actually, you'll call me out on my shit, and that's why I think that you're a true friend because we hold each other accountable, and we can be brotherly enough to say you're fucking wrong and sit there and get through it. <laughs> Oh man, both of them at yeah. the drop of the no, hat. Man. I don't need you to tell you. Win. You'll tell me. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Now right, you're to get it, brother. Go have a good rest of your day. <laughs> All right, Rob. See you, bud. All right, brother. enjoyed today's podcast and if you have anything that you want to contribute say <clears throat> if you want to yell at me whatever you want to do you can follow the eclectic cast on instagram and we also just started our discord server so if you want to download the discord app and you can find our server under the eclectic cast space server and uh, I'll let you into the Discord, and you can drop whatever you like, any art, any conversation topics, any questions, and I will promote it here on the podcast and also on the Eclecticast page on Instagram. So go over to Discord, download the app, join our server, and let's talk about some stuff.